Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Welcome. This is video number three out of a series that I am doing right now. If you are brand new and you have just stumbled upon this, we are talking all about what the heck is going on with crypto. If you have invested already in crypto or you are thinking about investing in crypto, I'm going to break down as simply as possible my observations, my experience in crypto, in the market, and what's going on right now that's causing such wide volatility and massive panic or FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So if you missed the other two videos, because I think it might be super helpful for you, regardless of whether or not you're investing in other things, video number one, which we'll link up right below here for you, is all about the four key questions, the criteria that you should be evaluating and asking yourself when you are investing. And if you're working with an investment advisor or a portfolio manager, then they should have asked you these questions as well. That's video number one. Video number two is all about the volatility of the market in general. What is going on in the market? Why are people behaving the way that they're behaving? And so some of those pieces are going to be super important for you to understand for crypto as well. Now, I will, there will be a little bit of overlap because you may or may not be watching all three concurrently, but I'm hopefully going to make this like as specific as I can make it for each of the three topics. So this one here is all about what's going on with crypto, man. Okay, so let me put a caveat here. This is not financial advice. Do your own research. This is just for my own educational purposes to provide you with information to help you to make decisions for yourself. So you can ask me questions in the comments below. If I can help you, I definitely will. But I cannot give you specific investment advice. I cannot tell you what to invest in. I cannot advise you on any of these things. I am not licensed to provide you with any such investment advice regardless. But this is just for educational purposes because I want to make sure that you have the tools needed in order to make sure that you can break break through this fear, uncertainty, and doubt um, that might be going on. So what just happened? If you have been following any of the markets, you have noticed that the stock market and all the related bits and the crypto market just tanked. Now, I'm being a little bit melodramatic in my language because that's kind of what people are saying. But the reality is that there was a steep decline, right? There was fear and panic and a lot of things going on in the regular market. And then there was some spillover that happened in the crypto market. Now, I'm not gonna go into all the details about what's happened in the crypto market. The great thing about crypto is that if you are educated enough, you can see exactly what happened on the blockchain. Like literally every trade is available for you to see for the most part. There are still over-the-counter trades that happen 
but they all need to be documented somewhere because they happen on the blockchain. So you may not see it publicly like you would on a stock exchange or a DeFi exchange or a central exchange, but you definitely will see it behind the scenes with the individual transaction hashes, okay? Now, if you're brand new to crypto and all of that just sounded like, whoa, 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 don't worry, that's more than you need to know at this point in time, okay? But if you are in crypto and you're curious about what happened, go and do the research because you will be able to see kind of what's been happening um, based off of the two tokens that I'm going to share with you right now, not because they're a, a recommendation, but because this is where the story begins, okay? So there are two tokens that are basically two sides of the same coin. Um, Luna and UST, okay? It's a pegged stable coin, UST. So as of the time of this recording, most of the exchanges, the central exchanges have halted the trading of UST and Luna. No, no Pasco, okay? So if you right now are thinking, I have money in these things, what do I do? At this point, I do not have any recommendations for you. I won't have any recommendations regardless. You will need to figure things out with wherever you're holding those funds. What I can tell you is trading has been halted at the time of this recording because of the volatility and because the liquidity has been questioned. Okay, so let's backtrack a tiny little bit to give you a little bit of context. Now, again, if you already um, have invested in crypto, you're well-versed in crypto, fast forward a little bit, um, because with crypto, you invest, but you also are potentially giving people access to keep investing. It's a little bit different than the stock market. It's similar, but different, okay? So it is decentralized. And that means that we all participate in the market. You, me, billions of other people that are investing in cryptocurrency. So with, I'm just looking at my notes here. For Luna and for UST, they essentially, when, because anything that's a stable coin, like BUSD, USDC, uh, UST, right? So this one is a tethered stable coin. And when the stable coin is trying, it's designed to stay one-to-one -to, -one to the US dollar. So all the stable coins for the most part are designed to stay one-to-one. -one. When it starts going above $1 for the UST, then Luna gets burned. Okay. So this token which is connected to this token, automatically just starts getting burned. When the UST drops below a dollar, then Luna starts getting minted, meaning like it gets, it gets produced. It's like a money printer. That's how it gets balanced. So this is within the Terra ecosystem. Now, to make things a little more interesting, within the Terra ecosystem, there is a lending platform called Anchor. Anchor protocol. Now, Anchor has been super popular because it's it's backed by a bunch of stuff. But that being said, 
because instead of putting money in the bank, which we talked about in video number one and video number two, and getting you know a few pennies on the dollar, safe. That's what that's the trade-off, right? Risk versus return. That if you were to put your stablecoin, the UST, inside of Anchor, you would be able to generate almost a twenty percent return. Okay, just by basically putting your money in and allowing other people to use that money in order to purchase whatever they needed to. Because remember, it's decentralized. That's how we all. That's how we all win, kind of, right? That's all we all have access to the assets that are available in the open market on a decentralized way in the blockchain. So Anchor had hundreds, millions, billions of that asset, of the UST. So recently, one of the Terra founders had, had said that they were going to be buying billions of Bitcoin for their reserves of that UST, that token. So that's the backstory, okay? That's the backstory of what was going on. Now, Bitcoin is a limited asset, meaning there is only a certain amount of Bitcoin that will ever be mined, that it will ever be available. And as such, there's high demand, but it's also very volatile. It has a lot of up and down motion to its pricing. And we've seen wide swings. So if, if you join me in video number one, where we talked about a little bit more in detail, what risk tolerance or volatility actually looks like. And video number two, we talked about what that looks like in the context of the market and what the stock markets in particular have done, especially since 2020 to here, right? And it's actually not new. This has been like since the start of time. Great Depression, all of these major events, the Great Recession of 2008, even the, the, the tech boom um, or the tech bust of 2001, same sort of idea, okay? So it goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down. But over time, it starts inching up closer to look like an escalator. So Bitcoin has done the same because at some point, Bitcoin, when it first started, it was worth very, very little. Even until I think 2015, 2016, it was still wasn't worth nearly what it is today. And so it's been an exponential rise in terms of value. But if you had gotten in in November, December, when it was closer to its all-time high for right now, you know, upwards of $65,000, $75,000, I think it was maybe more. And now it's, it was below $30,000. Um, that's a huge swing and it probably made you feel a little panicked unless you are all in on Bitcoin and it is a storehouse of value. It aligns to your values, your beliefs, it aligns to your risk profile and it aligns to your time horizon and your goal, then you're probably happy that Bitcoin is down because you can buy more of it with your investment strategy. When Terra and Luna, some so there was some market manipulation that happened here, okay? So there was things that went on behind the scenes. Now, I am um, there was a Twitter thread that explained this in a little bit more detail. We may link it up below for you. But the gist of this is that because of this announcement 
that Tara was going to be investing in Bitcoin, right? Billions of dollars in Bitcoin. Guess what happens when somebody says, I'm about to buy a whole bunch of this particular thing. People are going to value that more because automatically when you buy more of something, especially in cryptocurrency, the price goes up because people value it more. People value it more because they want to buy more of it. So when somebody says, I'm going to be spending billions of dollars buying something that is of a limited supply, then guess what's going to happen to that price? It's going to go up. Okay, it's going to go up. But just like I shared with you before, what comes up almost always comes down. It's just a matter of when and by how much. So there were some buying and selling and buying and selling that happened in accordance to these announcements. The Bitcoin and the UST were impacted. Okay, so now you have somebody who is either buying or borrowing a huge amount of Bitcoin, possibly because of some of these announcements. They then take some of that money, that's Bitcoin, right? Borrowed Bitcoin, and they swap it for the UST. Then they're going to take that and do some transactions on the Terra ecosystem. Then they may dump the Bitcoin and the UST. And as soon as somebody sells, guess what happens? Remember from video number two, when I said the market sentiment, right? So when people start to see, especially in the crypto market, we may, I'm going to try and see if, if this will show up properly for the green candles and the red candles. Okay. So in the crypto market, there's a lot of people who are day traders. Now, when the market is going up, you see a lot of green, right? And when the market is going down, which we talked about in a bull market, we see overall greens, it's going up. In a bear market, we're gonna see downs. And in the event of the last few days, this is what happened. It happened to such a large degree that it impacted the liquidity on the Terra ecosystem, such that the central exchanges needed to stop trading. That's what happened. Because what ends up happening is, remember I had shared with you in video number two, that at the start of March, the market went like this, and then it went up, and then went back. When people start to see, and especially in crypto, they start to see, oh my gosh, people are selling. They may or may not be able to get out because somebody needs to be able to buy their shares or their tokens in order for them to get their money. Or they need to have enough liquidity in order for you to get your money out, okay? So that's what ended up happening is that there may have been a starter, like somebody that essentially was trying to game the market and make a bunch of money from hedging, right? Doing basically playing two sides of the coin because 
these particular um, tokens were interrelated. And then there was another one that was brought in with Bitcoin that then somehow impacted this ecosystem. It was being influenced or it had the opportunity to influence what was going on in the marketplace. And so somebody saw an opportunity, fair enough, right? But because it's decentralized, it essentially becomes market manipulation. A little bit like insider trading, but not quite. Now, for us lay folk, insider trading for uh, the highly regulated investment world, uh, video number two, which is you know, stocks, bonds, regular traded investments, is not allowed. It's basically why Martha Stewart went to jail. <laughs> So, right, uh, that was her white collar crime. She made a lot of money doing that um, and went to jail for it. In the decentralized world that is cryptocurrency, there is no such thing as of yet. Regulation is coming. We'll see what happens to that change in the environment and the landscape for us as crypto investors. For right now, though, it means that because people can use messages and um, marketing that is being posted on social media to then game their trades to time the market. And if they're big enough, if they are a whale, they can essentially swing the market in their favor. So while I can't speak to this specifically, because I am not honestly that interested to take a look at the blockchain and see like what were the individual transactions, clear, people have. People have tried to figure it out. And I know that just like every other investment, you need to assess, number one, did this make sense for you? Like if you were invested in either UST or in Luna or in the Terra ecosystem with Anchor Protocol, did you ask the right questions? So number one, does it make sense? Number two, does it fit my risk tolerance? Number three, what am I hoping to achieve? And does it align with my goals and my priorities? And number four, am I okay with, with my understanding of how it works? Like, do I, do I get it such that I believe in it, even if it was to swing widely based off of my risk tolerance? Okay. So with those questions being answered, I will say that based off of my observations, again, just my opinion, not financial advice, that there are a lot of people who are chasing after, especially in the crypto world, a lot of people it's almost like they don't look at it the same way as they view other types of investments. It's like we lose all logic, all reasoning, all rational thought, and we just jump in with, without even thinking, is that too good to be true? And are we, are we risking our entire life savings? Are we risking our marriages? Are we risking our health, our sanity, our ability to sleep at night? for the opportunity to make money. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong because I have made money in crypto and which is why I'm here to share my experience with you. But I also did not bet the farm. I, did, I didn't. Um, and I'm, I have a high risk tolerance. Okay. Again, this is not investment advice. I'm not telling you what's right or wrong for you. I want you to feel encouraged that no matter where you are right now, that there is a way up and out, okay? And if I can be that helping hand for you, I'm more than happy to be, be that. But right now, 
if you're already invested in crypto, just like any other investment portfolio, I want you to go back to those four key criteria. If you need more um, foundational principle on that, go and watch video number one. Okay. If you need to understand whether crypto or any other type of investment is appropriate for you in terms of just like your macro belief system, go and watch video number two, because it'll talk, talk more about the volatility in the market. Right now, there's no place really that you can go that would be considered a safe haven for where to put your money. You need to make the best decision for yourself, given the parameters that you have, given your belief system, given the values that you have and your risk tolerance and your objectives. And maybe crypto fits into that. If you're already invested in crypto and you believe in it, just like me, great, amazing. Now is the time to take a look at what just happened and how did that make you feel? And do you need to make adjustments to your portfolio so that the situation that you experience either does or doesn't happen again? Meaning, did you operate out of fear? Did you operate out of panic? Did you suddenly react emotionally and do things that you were not expecting to do? That will be the litmus test for how much risk and how much volatility you actually can handle. Because now you have real experience. Instead of only going through a bull market where things are up and up and up and up, even with the craziness of every, every day, because that's what crypto is much more volatile than the regular markets, because there's so many more trades being happened and conducted that you can see, okay? Versus a bear down, like bear down, we're possibly going into a down market. Now, at the time of this recording, the markets are already back up on crypto. However, do not allow this to give you a false sense of security in saying, oh, I made a good decision because sometimes the result has nothing to do with the quality of our decisions. Sometimes the result is just the result, okay? And you can't claim benefit or credit for it. I'm not gonna claim credit for all of this stuff uh, just because it's gonna happen anyways, right? That's what I'm talking about. That being said, if this was a wake-up call for you to say, oh my gosh, like I thought I believed in this, whatever this was inside of your cryptocurrency portfolio. And now I'm questioning it because it made me feel a certain way. I encourage you to take a look and to sit down and really be honest with yourself. And if you need help with number one, which is the four criteria, go back and watch that video because I think it might help you to unpack some of the things that you really need to answer honestly before you make changes to any of your portfolio holdings. Okay, again, not financial advice, but I really encourage you to not just react and to be proactive in your education and to be proactive in your choices so that you are empowered to do things and you understand why you're doing them as opposed to just following what seems to make sense and or following the numbers, meaning I'm chasing the return. I'm chasing, you know, anchor protocol because who doesn't want to have 20% return putting it into just regular US dollar? If I'm going to hold the US dollar in my bank, then I might as well hold the token and get, you know, 200% return higher than maybe what my bank is willing to pay me. Remember, the reason why our banks and our financial institutions, our credit unions, the places that we put money in today are paying such a, a small amount is because when we look, when we shift back out and zoom out to the macro environment, 
the monetary policy is such like, and that's determined by our governments, right? If it only costs the whole country a certain amount to borrow, because lending, uh, lending and borrowing and investing are again, two sides of the same coin, the same as with Luna and with USC, two sides of the same coin, right? If we wanna borrow, somebody has to give us money to do that. So if I'm gonna lend you money at, let's say three, even 5%, like you can get money at such a low, low rate and a whole country can get it for such a low rate, then the amount that you can earn on that money can't be more because the person doing the work of the buying and selling of those funds won't make any money. That's the guarantee that they give us though, is that I guarantee that that money will be safe but I also guarantee that I'm going to give you this amount. I'm not going to give you more because my spread is too low. In crypto, there's bigger swings because we essentially are, are negotiating over the, over the counter individually as a handshake deal through uh, DeFi exchange, uh, central exchange, whatever is the mechanism, right? The way that we exchange that money. It's decentralized. And that means that all the risk is now on you and me as an individual consumer and the individual that is controlling the transaction. So we're doing both. We get to decide, am I going to borrow the funds? Am I going to uh, invest the funds and vice versa? And every single transaction, you are doing one of the two, right? Every single transaction, you're doing one of the two. You are either borrowing money or you are um, investing money for somebody else to borrow. And that's how liquidity gets created as well. I'm not going to go into all the parameters of liquidity pairs and all that kind of stuff. Here's what I want you to understand. With this whole thing with, because at this point in time, I think trading is still halted on Luna, on UST. And I'm actually not quite sure what's going on with Anchor Protocol or any other platform that is really built around Luna and UST. Like that's that's the main premise of it. So any platforms that are heavily connected to UST at this point in time have been like impacted, right? Now, some of them may have rebounded because the UST came back up. But I want you to really just understand when you are investing in a stable coin, number one, what is it connected to? What is it backed by? Because if it is not really backed by anything, and that was the biggest issue with UST, is it's connected to another token that gets burned or minted accordingly in order to keep the peg stable. The peg meaning the one-to-one -one ratio between the real US dollar, fiat, and this token. So because of that, there was an opportunity for manipulation when there came in this other marketing um, announcement. Okay. And it was a real announcement. It just meant that somebody took an opportunity because they were, uh, had the vision and the foresight to see there is a way for me to game the market. And as a result, because of the large swings that were happening, it was able to create a snowball effect with people seeing a big drop and getting panicked. Now, I also believe, again, my opinion not a fact, but I also believe that because of the things going on in the other areas of the world, meaning 
the macro environment, the macro economy, and the stock market, although crypto and stocks are not one-to-one, they're not correlated one-to-one, they definitely influence because they're human beings. They're human beings investing in both, right? And I'm sure you're thinking, well, Susan, what about real estate? I'm not going to go into real estate because I am not an expert in real estate. I've only invested personally for my own primary residence-ish. But that being said, real estate is another type of investment. Human beings are investing in all types of investments, including real estate, including precious money, like including all of the things. So we can extrapolate a little bit, not one for one, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see similar sorts of corrections in the real estate market, because in a lot of areas of the world, especially the developed world, and more so in the urban areas, real estate, just like crypto, has been on a bull run, right? It's been just going up and up and up. And there may be an opportunity for a bear to happen. So that being said, um, I'm not going to go into a ton more detail about Terra and Luna. I hope that's okay. If you have more questions or if you have something to add to the conversation because you have researched this, please share in the comments below because I'm sure it might be helpful for those that really are uh, wanting a little bit more information. But what I want you to take away from this particular situation, scenario, and the dialogue that I'm hoping to create with this is given the nature of DeFi, given the nature of cryptocurrency being deregulated and decentralized, that there is always risk inherent with your investments. So that being said, is now a good time to buy? I don't know. It depends. It depends on the four criteria. So back and watch video number one. I'm going to do a quick rundown here, right? What's your goal? What's your time horizon? What's your risk profile? And what's your investment experience? And so if this is your first time investing in anything at all, I personally, not financial advice, but I personally would not start with cryptocurrency. Extremely volatile. You would need to have at least some semblance of like being able to handle and withstand more volatility. So if you have never invested in general, this would not be my first choice. It could be a close second, right? Or if you have an opportunity to create like a dummy portfolio in some way, that might be a, a, good, a good starting place, okay? So if you are already invested in other things and you're looking to add on crypto, now could be a very good opportunity. Again, it depends on what you're trying to invest in. As I had shared at the time of this recording, the major drop that has happened with all of the cryptocurrencies pretty much across the board, um, there's anomalies here and there, right? But because there was such a huge, like mass, just mass hysteria from people who had invested without fully understanding the fundamentals of investing, I think, but also just because we're human, we're going to react, we're going to feel emotional when we see other things happening in the marketplace that we contract in order to preserve and to save what is ours. So if you are thinking about investing, do your research, take a look, 
use some of the criteria that I have shared with you throughout all three videos, you know, indirectly about like how to align what it is that you're trying to look for and to make sure that you're making the best decisions for you, right? So your risk tolerance should be the guiding light. But aside from that, what is the money for? And what is the time horizon? When are you going to need that money? And if you don't have those things kind of mapped out, then looking at cryptocurrency is actually a premature type of scenario. Like first you need to figure those pieces out before you can even think about what investment should I be in? That is the wrong question, okay? So if you are looking to invest, it could be a great time, great opportunity. If you are already invested and you're wondering, what do I do? Again, it's gonna depend. Just like I had shared before, and I had shared also in video number two, so go back and re-listen to that. Um, has anything changed with your beliefs and your intentions for the four criteria? And if the answer is no, and there is no material change. So with this stuff about Luna and UST, I would consider this potentially to be a material change, right? Does it make you reevaluate your beliefs about what is going to happen and your sentiment for this particular type of investment? Possibly. I'm not going to answer that for you. You're probably going to need to do more research and you probably have if this is a token that you already hold in your portfolio and you are not able to sell it. Okay. That's just the reality of your current situation. At this point in time, I can't advise you either way. You're going to have to make that decision for yourself. But if you are invested in other areas of the market in cryptocurrency and you are now trying to assess, what do I do now? Again, come back to these four core questions, these guideposts. Like, has anything changed fundamentally for you in your investment um, decisions? Your goal, your outcome, the time frame, your risk profile, has this made you actually say, you know what, I actually, I'm not sure that I can actually uh, handle the, these big pendulum swings because I've only experienced this. And maybe I need to look at something that's a little bit less volatile. Fair enough. Then rebalance your portfolio. Rebalance, okay? That is a prudent thing to do. How you rebalance and in what areas that you rebalance, that's going to depend on your individual risk profile and how your portfolio is currently made up. If you have an investment advisor or your, your own self, right, um, that can do that for you, with you, absolutely, this would be a great time to sit with, how do I feel about what's just happened in the market? How does this reflect with what I already have? And how do I need to rebalance or readjust in order to take advantage of what has just happened? So I know that sometimes we think of taking advantage of something in the market as making a whole bunch of money. But remember what I said in video number one, which is the wealthiest people don't always look to make as much money as possible from an opportunity. They're looking to make more than they're willing, um, more than they can risk. No, let me, they're looking to make as much as they need without putting up more risk than they desire. Meaning if they have to risk so much that it's not worth it, they're probably not gonna do it. But if it fits their risk profile, because they have more to lose, right? 
like if you're looking at a few percentage points makes a humongous difference when we're talking about millions or billions or trillions of dollars. So rich people, the very wealthiest people that I have ever worked with, and I've worked with everybody from like, I'm on welfare and have barely two nickels to rub together all the way to like multi-billion dollar status, everything in between. There's no judgment in where you are right now because I've seen, I literally have seen it all. Um, is that you have to mitigate your risk. And so if you say, I'm not comfortable with losing more than what I've already lost, and now I'm going to shore things up and readjust so that I have minimized my losses moving forward, that's a win, right? That is something that fits for your risk profile and is appropriate. But I can't say whether or not that is because I don't know you. And I don't know what your specific things are, nor is that my role for you in today's video. My role today is to educate you, to give you tools, to give you questions, to allow you to see things in a different way, to explain what just happened that was a major trigger event for all of crypto that made people react possibly outside of those four key criteria. And if that was you, again, no judgment, right? Because we're human. And sometimes when we're looking at the grass is green and it's getting greener and greener and greener, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, then we are not always as honest. And sometimes not even about being honest. Sometimes it's just that we have not had the opportunity to experience something that is just really mostly theoretical right? That we've seen it on paper, we've learned it in a course, we've watched our mentors talk, you know, talk to us about it. But until it actually impacts you and your bottom line with the money that you want to use to achieve and accomplish your dreams, your goals, your hopes, your desires, and to feed your family, to pay your bills, to go on vacation, to fund your retirement, to be able to do literally whatever you want, until it impacts you in that way, you may not even realize what it is that you're willing to accept. Maybe that happened. Maybe that just happened this past week and you've had to do a bit of a, a gut check and a look in the mirror and face reality and say, you know what? The thing that I thought I was okay with, I'm not so okay with it. And again, that's a fundamental change in one of those four criteria. If one of the um, investments, like the tarot ecosystem, there is something there that you did not understand or have the opportunity to really dive into initially because you're swept up in the wave of, oh my gosh, I'm going to make X amount, then maybe this was, uh, again, a time for a pause to sit down and go, is there something fundamentally not aligned to this investment opportunity that I overlooked that now has to be addressed. And think about what are some of your key takeaways in your lessons. So if you're in the market, oh, I erased it. In video number two, I had said, I think it was video number two, I had talked about your losses are only realized when you sell, okay? Your gains are only realized when you sell. So at this point in time, it is on paper. However, if you don't believe in that investment, 
then the best thing that you can do and the best traders often know how to get out sooner because then they can redeploy that money into something else faster. You can cut your losses and go. So this is the last thing that I want to share before we end. If you are in a token right now and it is not necessarily a long-term hold, okay? This is not a hodl. Okay, this is not one of these. This is for quick money, quick money. And you are waiting and waiting and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, it's dropping. Well, if you already know, we know based off of experience that the market is going to do this. It's just a matter of how much. If you are in this type of investment to make quick money, not a long-term hold, not a treasury asset, not something that is going to be for years and years down the road, and you start seeing this, then you want to mitigate your losses. You don't want to be the last man standing and sell down here almost at zero, right? You want to be somewhere in here. Again, not investment advice. I am not telling you to sell anything right now unless you need to sell it or you desire to sell it. What I am telling you is, Sometimes the best thing that you can do in order to make more money, it, especially in crypto, is to cut your losses and get out, especially for things that you do not have a long-term belief system in. Again, you have to look at those four criteria. Why did I invest in the first place? And uh, am I acting against those four principles because of fear? <laughs> because I have... Um, oh, there's a bias because I have decided that my choice was good and valid and I'm going to stick it out until I hit blah, 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 whatever that imaginary goalpost is. The best traders know that if they need to get out, they get out and they get out quickly because they're able to assess what it is that they were trying to get out of that investment. And even if it hasn't hit that criteria, like you wanted to make money on that, but at this point, the best thing that you can do is cut your losses and not lose more money. If you're going to do that and come right back in and invest in it, that may or may not be sound, right? And solid. However, at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself and you have to be able to get up in the morning and you have to be able to go to sleep at night. And if any of what's happened in the last few days for cryptocurrency in particular has kept you up at night, has made you want to harm yourself or others, has made you feel like the world is crashing down around you and or that there is unlimited opportunities because you may be on the flip side. Remember two buckets that I talked about in video number one, that you're over here and you're thinking, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Please know that there is always hope. And if, if nothing else, if I can just let you know that you are not alone and that you are going to be okay and that even though it is a ton of money, that you will be fine, okay? There's nothing on the earth that is more precious than you and your ability to succeed and keep going. On the flip side, if you haven't gotten into the crypto market and you're like, Susan, okay, so now I'm, I don't know what to do, do more research. Do more research because with crypto, there is no insurance policy. There is no backup plan. There is no customer service to call when you are stuck or that money, you can't figure out where it's gone. It is gone. 
So it could be a great opportunity, but I don't know you. And I don't know what these four answers are. And even within the four answers, there could be layers of answers. And so it is really important that you do the work yourself, that you use my video or others that you're going to be finding as you go through. And if I can help you in providing more information that's helpful like this, please comment below because I would love to make sure that you get exactly what it is that you're looking for in order to be able to move forward in your, uh, in your, in your life, right? Um, because investments is one piece of maintaining the money that we work so hard for. And so for my clients, because I work as a sales expert, I don't know if I even introduced myself in this video. My name is Susan McVeigh and I am a business sales expert. I help business owners and business professionals sell with more ease so that they can live their life of freedom, flexibility, and get double the results without having to work double as hard, like twice as hard. Um, doing all of that work, right? Working for a customer, a sale to get that money in and then to invest it only to have it not do what you want it to do. It breaks my heart. And, and it's what I did for 20 plus years and what I've continued to do indirectly with working with my clients. I saw the ins and outs of the finance world. I come from a traditional banking environment and helping clients achieve their dreams. Like literally every single dream that's linked to a money amount, I have seen it and I've done it. I've worked with clients on it. And cryptocurrency is an amazing opportunity to shorten your timeline. Absolutely. Because of the types of returns you can't see anywhere else. But that comes with a trade-off. And I've seen it. I've experienced it. And even though I know about it and I teach about it and I am talking to you about these emotional highs and lows, I can't bypass that as a human being because I'm, I still feel the same emotions that you're feeling or have felt or will feel. And so to that end, I'm sharing from my own experience because I have been getting questions. I have been seeing what's been going on. And because of my background and my expertise, in this area, in this arena of finance and investment and wealth building, I have been okay. But I know that that's not the case for everybody. And so I wanted to share these videos, this series of three. I may do more depending on really on demand. So if this is helpful, if you want me to break down more things like this, please make sure that you comment below because I wanted to really just do this. I felt led to do this to help somebody. And maybe that's you. Um, based off of the questions that my clients were asking, based off of the questions I was just seeing in the marketplace. And I felt like somebody needed to hear this today and to know that you are not alone and to know that you are going to be okay and to know that there is great opportunity, but there's also um, missed opportunities as well and everything in between. And none of it's bad and none of it's good. It's all exactly where it needs to be for you. And I know that sounds very airy-fairy in some ways, but I really truly believe that there is still no greater opportunity to be alive than today with crypto as a main vehicle. And how you use that is going to vary widely depending on who you are and where you are. And I think I've shared either in this video or video number two that I did not put everything that I have inside of crypto. It's actually a very, very small percentage of my portfolio. 
that was done intentionally because I didn't know what I was doing when I first started in crypto almost a year ago. I still have lots to learn. I am by no means uh, a guru in crypto, but I'm hoping that by sharing what I've experienced, what I've observed from my background in investments, in wealth building, in using some of the language that you may be more familiar with and or um, to bring it back down to the principles, because I think sometimes in crypto, it becomes very dangerous territory because people are treating it as if it's something completely different. And yes, it's a, an innovation and a new opportunity, but at the core fundamentals, we as humans are not that different. We have not evolved so fast that we can completely remove the emotionality of how we work with money. And that's essentially what crypto does. And it messes with your head and it messes with your emotions. And the last few days in particular, have been putting people through the ringer. And I hope and I pray that that's not you, friend. But in case it is, I want you to know that there's still hope and there's still opportunity and you can still get out of this mess if you are in one. How? I'm not gonna give you the answers for that. I'm, I hate saying that, but um, I wanna help you to understand yourself so that you can make the better decisions that are more aligned to where you need to be, as opposed to chasing after returns, which unfortunately the crypto market really, really pushes hard because it's deregulated. In the stock market world, you will never hear people making these outrageous claims because they're not allowed. They will go to jail. <laughs> they will go to jail. And that's why every time you'll hear people say past performance is not indicative of future performance because they don't want you to look at what has happened in the past and expect it to happen in the future. Now, I know that crypto is a little bit different because when you're farming and staking and you see the APRs and things like that, that are quoted on there, they're subject to change. They can change at any time <laughs> because it's based off of so many different pieces that move around to impact that number. And when you understand how the ecosystem is working, how you understand the how the systems are built, then this whole thing with Luna and UST, unfortunately, would not be a huge surprise. It would not be a huge surprise because you can see here that that is just a little bit of a domino waiting to fall. And especially with Anchor also being included in this, and then with the announcement with Doquan saying, Bitcoin is now going to be part of our treasury, that there is a massive opportunity for things to suddenly go a little bit wobbly, right? There was already that in place because there was a gap, but now it becomes exacerbated. It becomes exponential. And so I hope that just like I shared in video number two, that your risk tolerance is maintained or adjusted accordingly to what it is that you need to make decisions on moving forward. The second piece because I talked about this in video number two as well, leverage, leverage. I'm going to put this right here. Margin, leverage is amplifier. Okay. Now I know that there are lots of people who have felt like 
Well, I mean, if you can make 700% or 70% or 150% or 1000% and you're getting credit cards um, saying borrow at 3.9%, borrow at 20%, that's a huge spread and you can make money on the spread. Yes, you can. But again, if in the short term, that investment drops below the value of what it is that you invested in, would you still be okay paying the interest? Would you still be okay paying the payments? Would you still be okay if they made a call? So in the, in the event of a, a margin, if the lender, margin call, if the lender says we're calling margin, and that means that the it's connected to your investment, right? Usually these are more on, I think, central exchanges. Um, if you borrow $10,000 and the value of your investment is now $2,000, you are going to get a margin call. Do you have the cash to cover the difference? Okay. That's what's going to happen. If you are leveraged with your own external personal debts, business debt, whatever it is, credit, are you okay looking at those statements month over month as the value has dropped? And it aligns with your belief system, which is great. But at the end of the day, you still have to make a payment. You still have to pay, you know, X amount. Or at least the interest, if it's, we're talking about um, a credit line and a regular payment, if it is a credit card or a loan, can you support that? Are you okay to service that debt? And more importantly, are you okay to hold that here and here? And how does it sit in your gut? Because if it's going to make you feel sick every morning, looking at those statements, which you shouldn't be doing, but you know, realizing the gravity of your financial situation and having to be challenged that, do I, do I still believe that that investment is solid and sound such that I've now leveraged myself? Leverage in traditional investments is typically reserved for folks who are more sophisticated, who have a greater size of assets, and who have greater income. They don't tend to be allowed for the everyday average investor. It's done intentionally. And I'm not saying that you can't do that. You can do whatever you want. But I'm saying that there are certain parameters in place with regulated financial instruments that we can't just completely ignore when we get into crypto. We really need to understand why they were put into place and, and not just throw baby out with the bathwater. So I'm not saying that that's correct, but I want you to just understand why they were put in place and they are to protect absolutely the institution, but it's also to protect you because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And if you have leveraged, if you have borrowed and it is starting to make you feel a little bit anxious now with this market correction in cryptocurrency that has impacted all tokens pretty much across the board, I really encourage you to take this moment to rebalance that as well, to rebalance your credit or debt, right? Your, your credit facilities uh, with your investment and your assets and to reshuffle so it better matches your true investment objective and your risk tolerance as an investor your portfolio as a whole, looking at your assets and your liabilities and being able to manage your expectations so that you feel 
comfortable and confident about the choices that you're making. So thank you for sticking with me. If you made it through all three parts of this video series, I'm going to give you a high five. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, tag me in the comments if there's anything else that I can answer for you. Share this, like, comment, subscribe, um, because I really want to make sure that this helps as many people as possible who might be struggling right now. If there is another topic around this that I can help you with, make sure that you put your suggestions down below. Um, I will take a look and see what I can do. And again, not financial advice, do your own research. Please make sure that you do what's right for you, for you and your families. That's the most important thing. And that if this was uh, education or information that was helpful for you, I hope and pray that it was. And if this could help somebody else, please feel free to share it out. Thanks so much. And other videos linked below to video number one, Video number two, video number one is all about uh, the four questions that you need to ask and think about right now or that your investment advisor should have asked you. Video number two is about the volatility in the regular market. I'm talking about the macro environment that we're in, my observations. And then this video was all about what just happened with cryptocurrency and what do you do? Again, not financial advice. I hope that this gave you enough information that you have some clarity that you can move forward, that you have a plan or that you have some action steps that you can take, some things that you can evaluate for yourself in looking at your cryptocurrency portfolio. And with that, I will see you over in the next video. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.